1: You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Don't miss a minute of the
2: action. Good Monday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer and David Faber uh, live from Post 9 of the New York Stock Exchange. Coming off a losing week, futures in the red. The Shanghai lockdown gets extended. Got the 10-year yield near two and three quarters, up seven straight sessions and oil below 94 ahead of CPI tomorrow. Our roadmap begins with another day, another headline from Elon Musk. This time he is deciding not to join Twitter's board. <laughs>
3: Plus, we do have a new era beginning as Discovery closes that deal. Uh, it is now Warner Media or Warner Brothers Discovery, and it will begin trading today on the NASDAQ. We'll talk about that as well as shares of China-based EV maker Neo, which are getting slammed this after the company hiked prices and suspended
2: production. Let us start with Elon Musk. He will now not be joining Twitter's board. CEO Parag Agrawal made that announcement late last night. In a statement, Agrawal writes in part, I believe this is for the best. We have and will always value input from our shareholders, whether they're on our board or not. Elon is our biggest shareholder and we will remain open to his input. There will be distractions ahead but our goals and priorities remain unchanged. The decisions we make and how we execute is in our hands, no one else's. Meantime, Musk tweeting a number of ideas over the weekend about how he wanted to change the social media company, which have since been deleted. He also suggested uh, to a large degree that uh, they turn the headquarters into a homeless shelter because, quote, no one shows up anyway. Amazon's Jeff Bezos responded, said it was a great idea, shares the story of a similar initiative at Amazon. I believe that's one of the tweets that he did delete.
1: Yeah, look, I, I think that there is a um, kind of discordant message because one of the things that was very positive, see, talking about basically a, a, a premium sector where you're automatically logged in, but I thought what that really meant was that maybe you could avoid the opprobrium. Uh, maybe there's a way to be able to contain it. David, uh, he is certainly able to complain and do things more outside than inside.
3: He is, uh, and this has raised a lot of questions as to what his ultimate intentions will be. Clearly, the only thing he was really hemmed in by as joining the board was the 14.9% cap on his ownership. That no longer applies. And so uh, this morning there was a great deal of conversation, as you might expect, as well. Does this free him up to buy more, to exceed that? What are his plans? At this point, very hard to know. There is a new 13-D that was just filed on time. Uh, obviously given the change here in terms of his relationship so to speak and the fact that he's not going to be on the board but frankly not much that we're going to learn from this D. Uh, It is fairly broad in its uh, in what it's saying which is that from time to time uh, the reporting person uh, as Mr. Musk uh, will or could acquire additional shares of common stock and or retain and or sell uh, in the open market or in privately negotiated transactions also might distribute the common stock as well to other entities, um, and it will be dependent on the reporting person's evaluation of numerous factors, including, among other things, the price of the common stock, general market and economic conditions, evaluation of the issuer's business, financial condition, and so on. So we're not learning much there. That's pretty boilerplate, That's boilerplate stuff. Yeah. But the fact
1: is, David, uh, let's say he wanted to sell.
3: Mm-hmm. The stock's
1: down, so he won't get hit with a, a short swing, right? So... I don't know where he started buying, whatever. He started buying it a lot lower. As okay, then he'd be hit by short short. We do know he started, we, he started buying it a lot
3: lower because Much he, he failed to file a D when he should have, which would have been the 24th of March, 10 days after he actually crossed 5%. So, you know, once, remember, once the market learned about this, right. the stock went up dramatically, in part because the idea was, well, What is what are his ultimate intentions? His... Being on the board, perhaps seen as a real positive in terms of pushing even more change at the company. Why did you delete those tweets? Well, you're asking about a person who
1: doesn't think like you and they, Um The I, I, when you see the homeless shelter, I mean, obviously he suggested, and then Bezos is actually doing it. I'm not so sure whether initially I initially thought it was a jest, but. Obviously not. What
3: does matter to me... But there were other tweets, too, that you deleted as well. And clearly you deleted them for a reason uh, in some way that...
2: One was about whether we should remove the W from the word Twitter. Right. The the choices were yes and of course. Well, well, these would
1: be things that, let's say, uh, a regular person were to put in. We might suspect that perhaps that person was not at that moment uh, fully possessed of
2: faculties. Well, some, some believe he was looking for a uh, distraction to the China vehicle sales and obviously sh- Shanghai disruption to Tesla, which is down 4% pre market. Wow. Um, holy cow. I,
1: that is one concern in China. There's others, I think, David, that you would say are humanitarian and certainly troublesome. We have a humanitarian food crisis in Ukraine
3: and we have a manufactured food crisis in China. You mean people who are locked in and just not right. able to get a hold of the basics. Think about that. Some, well, some crazy images and sound. I don't know if you saw the video of all the people screaming from their buildings. Well, when my daughter
1: was in Madrid and they and had the I, lockdown, uh, you had to stay in your you had to stay in your house uh, for five days and the fines were unbelievable if you broke it. The fines. Though. They weren't putting you in jail. And a policeman took you to the supermarket once every five days. Uh, they, that, you know, that, that was a very strict lockdown. Considering the most strict lockdown in Europe, this kind of lockdown is a, a criminalized. It's a criminalized lockdown. And I, I think that, there, that one of the things that Eunice you suggested was that there was some dissent among some epidemiologists that you know, said things and then were taken down. Uh, so this is a she lockdown. And I've got to tell you, I think there'll be people, I know he's supposed to be president for life, this is not what you want when you're kind of up for election in November among these shadow people who get to judge him. This is very bad lockdown. And I don't know why uh, we don't talk about how their inferior vaccines are causing this. And what we like humanitarian give them some vaccines if they do humanitarian help for Ukraine. But we don't seem to play geopolitical politics the way I would have thought. We would.
2: I assume you attribute the decline in crude today to Shanghai. Yes. And not any kind of reserve release.
1: No, but I think that they should stop the reserve release for now. But I think you buy crude. I think you buy the stocks because this is artificial. And uh, I'm not sure when the lockdown ends and I'm not sure when we stop putting out the at the Poem Reserve. But David, I mean, you know that there's tremendous travel demand in this country. Our country is out of lockdown. 100% out of lockdown from what I can tell. So these prices are artificially down versus what I think they Really?
3: You think? Yes. You, you,
1: okay. I think we are not pumping a lot. And I think that there's tremendous activity in our country and that I don't think they fall to 80. It would be, it'd be incredible. It would be like We were in lockdown. I think that this is an opportunity for for people at home to recognize that the oil companies have changed the way they distribute profits. Remember, uh, Biden chastised them last week for taking the money and giving it back to shareholders. But that's what they do. So please take advantage of this. If you think that uh, like I do, that our country's uh, the consumer is as strong. I have Matt Boss on tonight from J.P. Morgan. The consumer is very strong in our country. Let's not forget that. Yeah.
3: Meanwhile, what do you make of the chip stocks uh, in particular? I mean, again, perhaps in reaction to what's going on in China to some extent, even though that's been front and center for, for weeks, the market seems to be focusing on it a lot more right now. And you got some downgrades of NVIDIA I, I as well.
1: Think that, look, I think that these are they're looking for reasons. The main reasons are, is are bonds. It, it is all all these high. These are all high multiple stocks and, with the exception of Intel. And people just know to sell these stocks. They, you, know, you need to have companies that make things buy, that, or sell things, that sell them at a profit, return capital to shareholders, and don't have high PEs. And, David, if they, don't, if they have high PEs, no. 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 And Broadcom's being propped up by the, by the uh, tremendous yield. But nothing's tremendous when I look at the, where long rates are going. And remember, it's the 30-year soon that we're going to be focused on. So remember, the 20-year, now we've got to focus on the 30-year because that's what, that's what the Fed has, a yeah. lot of 30-year paper.
2: Although this bare downgrade of NVIDIA that David mentions, it's not a valuation call. It's about order cancellations in the consumer GPU. Yeah, but
1: then, they, I mean, that was a very interesting and perhaps uh, specious downgrade to some. See. I mean, talk about how Russia is very important. Well, no, Russia is not important. Uh, and then they, after they say that they're downgraded, they say the fundamentals are intact. Well, if they're intact, why are you downgrading it? And I think the answer is because you want to get ahead of other people who are downgrading it. Because there is a level of fear. Like, they're talking about order cancellations of Ethereum. Now, the only kinds of chips that go into Ethereum are ones that get thrown away because they don't fit into gaming. This is a fear downgrade. David, it's a fear downgrade. People want to get out ahead of other people. Remember, you don't have to run faster than the bear. You just have to run faster than the other people. Right. I understand. So what
3: changes this dynamic, though? If rates stop going up every day, it's a rate play. This is a rate. These are long-dated assets. Remember that
1: class?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I was an English major, but sure. English major. Right. Middlemarch. Yeah. Moby yeah. Dick. <laughs> Middle. Sure, loved it. Really? Yeah. Holy cow! You read any Conrad? Yeah, Heart of Darkness, obviously. All right. well, some of the others, yeah. Sure. <laughs> I got Lord, I got Lord David over here. Well, it's good to know. Yeah. It's great. Can we talk about stocks now? Uh, listen, I've been doing it for 35 years. Why, <laughs> I, why stop now? But all, of no. it, like,
1: let's take a snowflake. That's the highest valued stock in this marketplace. The highest price to sales. That is one that is it, that is going to do the stock going to do badly, and the company's going to do well because that's a high multiple. The high multiple stocks
3: are all for sale. What if the Chinese just give in and say, "All right, we're going to stop this." Nobody's dying. When, We've got all these asymptomatic cases and we're, we're they, no more lockdown. But
1: 55 million people have not been vaccinated, according to Dr. Well, Godley. But, although,
3: interestingly, the well, statistics that they seem to be sharing indicate that Nobody. very few people are getting overly sick. I know. Well, I don't know why. Sh- OK, so let's say Omicron. we have
1: people every day who come down with Omicron and it's always like news where it's like page six. Yeah. Omicron. I mean, I totally understand. To actually, the, far, it's what, the next one. It's B.A. B-A two, yes. B.A. 2. B.A. 2. B.A. Well. 2.
2: Matthew Broderick, Mayor Adams. Mayor Adams. Sarah Jessica Parker.
1: He was right there. Uh, Speaker Pelosi. Speaker Pelosi, yeah. that's
2: right. Well, I mean, just
1: saying that, why in this country uh, are we game one with Omicron? And in China, they are afraid to give I don't to know. each other.
3: I don't know. Well, I don't know why we have anything at all. I mean, everybody seems so you just, to be thankfully know that's being answer? fine. Yeah, You're on TV, answer. you never say, I don't know. <laughs> How about, like, so positive that's something? That's the difference between the two of us. <laughs> Either I say, I don't know, or I don't speak. Never stops you.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: never in
1: doubt. That's right, that's
2: right. <laughs> When we come back, uh, Discovery closing its deal with Warner Media. As David said, the new company, Warner Brothers Discovery, begins trading today at the NASDAQ, WBD. We'll look at the new era ahead for the media giant. Take another look here at the uh, pre market. As we mentioned, 10 year near, actually got to 276 so far this morning at uh, seven straight days up on the yield. We'll be right back.
0: Every day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create.
3: All right, today's the day. We've been talking a lot about it. Uh, I think the new symbol is what? WBD, is yep. that right? Yeah. Warner WBD, Brothers. Warner, uh, Warner Brothers Discovery. Um, and by the way, AT&T also. We're going to keep an eye on both the, uh, both the companies there and, and see how they perform. Of course, the, the key question we've been asking with, uh, with Warner Brothers Discovery is, you know, you distributed almost 1.7 billion new shares to oh. AT&T shareholders. So what happens? How many of them say, I don't want this, and sell it? And therefore, there's a lot of selling pressure. Um, that has been uh, talked to death at this point that, you know, perhaps it won't actually see that much of an impact. And by the way, they got a lot of positive calls this Many morning. Many positive. Um, really good. They got point. upgrades from, uh, I think it's Deutsche, Atlantic. Evercore ISI, Atlantic, all kind of coming out with positive comments on the uh, fortunes for this new company, right, which will be the number three streamer. Starts its life, so to speak, uh, with, uh, what, over 100 million uh, homes or hundred million I should say customers uh, and there 's a look at a t t T because Stanky talked to the journal talking about what they're going to be looking for and, and, and focused on as a wireless slash wireline company don 't forget they are putting a lot of new fiber in the ground at t right. as well so a lot of copper as, there, David. yeah as for wonder discovery there's there 's a look at some of the uh, analyst calls this morning listen um, hundred million homes third largest streamer at this point going to do what eight to nine billion in cash flow. Looking for at least $3 billion in synergies, expectations are we'll be able to deliver perhaps far more than that, similar to the way that Zaslav delivered on the Scripps deal when they uh, when they acquired that, put a number out there, and then exceeded that number. That gives you a sense as to all of the different brands that are under the umbrella now. Of course, news and sports is what perhaps also Jim and Carl distinguishes this, as a potential bundle of programming from the Netflix right. of the world. Well, look, they're talking about $3
1: billion in synergies. They're going to need every penny because it's five times EBITDA. This is very uh, leverage. 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 Very they said it's closer to 4.5. Yeah, leverage
3: okay. right. company. And by the way, the linear uh, cable network business is
1: not, yeah. not I'm, going I'm, I'm, on. I'm so glad you mentioned that because in that uh, very informative piece by uh, by Moffitt, what they talked about is is that uh, linear is, act, is, is, do, is the slowdown of linear may be less than uh, we're worried about, right? And, and, and so you end up with one of these situations. I really want to be clear about this. It is going to be determined by how much stock is sold. And you're right, David. That it's, everyone should know it. But I think that you're going to be surprised at how many people did not know they owned this because the ATT shareholder base was so uh, ingrained that they may know
3: that they just got this. Yeah, So it could last a little longer. Uh, and there are income funds that are going to get it as well, perhaps spending these 200 million uh, uh, shares that will sell that. It's not, a, this doesn't have a dividend, it's right. not an income play in any way. Index fund to index fund probably shakes out as an even because some will have to buy it while others have to sell right. it. But we're, we'll keep an eye on that. But then. Jim, the multiple's fallen. It's about eight times. Uh, It's well below the multiples of Disney, for example, and certainly of Netflix. And it wants to be seen as a key competitor there. Look, one of the things that they wanted uh, to get
1: visible was HBO Max. And I think all of us know that HBO Max is part of it's one of the routines. Uh, Now, there are a lot of people worried, Carl, about whether we are overwhelming, overwhelmed with these direct-to-consumer. But HBO Max has a lot of cachet. And I, I think that that's the real jewel, uh, and that's what we have to watch.
2: Uh, not a, not a, a mystery that uh, Zaslav kept Casey Blois to help him yeah. on HBO. And I think part of the Moffat note says that the, to the degree that there will be upside potentials within the company, it's going to come from, the, from DTC.
1: Yeah, but I'm excited about that. Uh, David, what is, Beth, what is CNN to them?
3: You know, distraction? I, I, I think that's a great question. I don't know the answer how they're going to view it, because I think there is one case that says news is going to be an important right. way for them to distinguish the product if they want to actually include a in subscription to CNN Plus as part of your overall direct-to-consumer relationship with this company. At the same time, CNN does punch above its weight in distraction-level uh, possibilities. Okay, I- uh, and not to mention CNN Plus... Uh, my understanding is they could be spending as much as 450 to 500 million dollars this year on that service. A lot of people feel that is and a bust. That's way too soon, I think, to decide. Way too soon. But if you are Zaslav, looking to deliver on those synergies, and you see that pile of money being spent, wow. it may be hard to resist yeah. saying,
1: "Whoa." All right, David. Can you help us recognize David Zaslav for those who you know him? Incredibly nice man. I read all this stuff about what a hatchet man he is. That's, I mean, that's just not the way I know him. Is, is, is that wrong? He's the best. Come on. No, Jeff Buchs is the best. Uh, no. Well, he's retired. Right. He's retired. Uh, but you at least agree with me that Ives so, retired. So, you
3: know. does not stab you in the back or in the face. No. Listen, he's got to execute, and he's got some time okay. to do it, but don't forget, this is not a controlled company any longer discovery. Oh, you mean someone, if he fails, yes. might be interested by Yes, them. thank you. Oh, okay.
2: Speaking of control, we're going to get to Shopify split and the reasonings behind that. Got some calls on Wells today, uh, AXP, Match, uh, and a bunch of others. We'll get Kramer's Mad Dash, and we'll count down to the opening bell. Don't go away.
3: All right, let's do it. First Mad Dash of the week, of course. We're also uh, getting close to the opening of trading for the week as well. Uh, I love EVTOL is what they go by. Joby, Archer, there's another one out there as well. Uh, Right, EVT, yeah, EVTL.
1: Now, I'm bringing this up not because I care that much about Joby, which is a company that is a flying car. Uh, The the, uh, Deutsche Bank has a piece talking about Joby leading, but Archer not far behind. But you know what, David, what I liked about this was a recognition that it's niche. So those who are saying, you know what, I want to be in Joby. By the way, this has been a favorite of, of Kathy Wood. Uh, basically, you know, guys, you may want to be interested in third dimension in the sky. But let's not forget, this is just not important. And I feel that a lot of stocks that have come public are not important. That's a strange way to put them. Yeah. But they're not. It's like the rent and runway is
3: not important. It may not be until the day comes that I can take one of these for 100 bucks to JFK to get on my flight and be there in 20 minutes. Why can't you take Blade I don't right know. now? It's a lot more. You know, maybe. Oh, this is not less exciting? Yeah, less exciting. Like, 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 but you expensive.
1: know what I mean. I'm just saying that there's a whole class of companies that came public that have really hurt people. Well,
3: uh, These came public through SPACs. Right. Uh, obviously, Joby and Archer uh, both uh, came public through SPACs. We kid about flying cars, but they are uh, electric flying. Remember, there was that period. Eventually, they're going to be autonomous as well. Right.
1: But there was that period, David, where everybody can come public. Right. I mean, for just uh, Traeger came public and Weber. Well,
3: let's go back a little bit. Can we do that? Because, I mean, it shows you where this thing was, you know.
1: I I mentioned Traeger and Weber because those were were not special. There uh, we go. All right. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Great company. But, you know, think about, like, Kind. Okay. You know, the Sarah Fryer stock. Yeah. Just to... next door. I mean, they just crushed people. Wheels up, David. You could take a wheels up to go, I don't know, but is anyone rich? Enough. By the way, I said a wedding this weekend. It was all PJ. The whole thing was PJ. Private jets. Yes, exactly. Yes. Quite I a felt like
3: I was in a plane and I said, you were my the, God. You were the I'm, poorest guy there. I know I was. You were. I was the poorest person at <laughs> the wedding. All right, we got an opening bell, by the way. And remember, you know, you want to relive this, these incredible moments. Catch us anytime, anywhere, because we're a podcast. Walk on the Street, opening bell podcast. In fact, we're back after this. I think we can reduce that excess demand relative to supply without pushing the economy into a recession so I'm pretty optimistic we can do this it'll be challenging but I think we can do it
0: so you think Goldman Sachs and Bank of America and Deutsche Bank are wrong when they talk about an
3: increased risk of recession
2: no I think that certainly if you look at the risk given what's happening in the world and the economy there is an increased risk
3: but I'm I remain optimistic and certainly my modal forecast of what's going to happen this year is that the expansion will continue
2: that's Cleveland Fed President Loretta Mester on Face the Nation yesterday saying that she does think inflation will remain elevated uh, through 23, but that the trajectory is going to fall.
1: I thought that was terrific versus what I feared. Uh, she has a Thursday speech. I hope she doesn't deviate from it because it's right for uh, Good Friday. Uh, you know, David Coston last night is always well thought at peace. On, I did not feel at all that he's seeking recession. Uh, From Goldman Sachs. What I did feel though is he's worried about estimate revisions down, which means it could be a very tough earnings season if you just kind of uh, are not prepped for what could await us. Now, I have to tell you, I see many companies they could have side revisions, including the banks, because the rates are so high now and short. That's how they make big money, which is why I thought that Citi's upgrade of Wells Fargo was so significant. That it's a position I trust, and I've been saying, wait till the rates go up to get really
2: excited. They're going. Yeah. I mean, uh, the way yields have risen and, and bank stocks haven't responded is no bueno, as B said no last bueno. week. We'll see if that changes. There's the opening bell and the CNBC Real Time Exchange and the big board. It's advertising an insurance company, Boston, Omaha, celebrating its listing at the Nasdaq. Health and beauty company Amaris uh, doing the honors. Yeah, the Wells uh, City does take it to overweight. They actually suggest a pair of overweight Wells short UGS.
1: I thought that was amazing and, and gratuitous because you it, that, uh, you know, look, just buy the Wells. I mean, I don't want to short anything that's a bank here because I think that. Unless it's a trust bank, that it's they're they're the first to report, and they could shock. They're down so much. David, did you see J.P. Morgan of late? Yes, I have. I mean, come on,
3: come on. What? Well, it's fairly low. It's down 16 percent this year. It's never recovered from, from that from that from that quarterly earnings. No, and the worries well, about point spending. Is,
1: and you know, Goldman Sachs could have a very good quarter, but remember, there were no capital markets this quarter, and that's what I think. Remember, you talked about how. Uh, New discovery, I thought that was a really brilliant analogy. When everybody knows, when everybody knows, it tends yeah. not to go down nearly as much. Is there anyone who thinks that these banks are doing well? No. No. So it therefore is kind of intriguing to me to get into a group that is not unlike in 1990 to 1992 when uh, Fed Chief Greenspan said, you know what, we got to recapitalize the banks. Let's raise the short-term rates. And then the numbers, Carl, were, like, incredible how much money they made. So look out. The the big deposit institutions could be the surprise of the quarter. So then we have uh, the consumer uh, staple. We've got the banks. Uh, We have the oils, some of the industrials versus tech.
2: Versus tech. Well, to your point about the overall earnings season, today B of A says it could be the last big beat for a while. They're looking for 4% upside, but it's the it's the year guidance that's going to be tough. And well, they think could could result in some uh, broad-based downward revisions.
1: Well, uh, as Kostin said, well, you, they got to talk about geopolitics. What well, most they have to talk about supply chain. Uh, they raw costs are definitely a problem. Uh, hiring is a problem. Uh, David, I also want to posit something else. that's a Tell little me. positive here. Uh, I had paychecks on Marty Busey. Yeah. A- and... Uh, Brian Sullivan had this small business roundtable person who runs it. The number of businesses that are started, that people have left companies, maybe go in the new states and start new businesses, nothing factor enough to what happened to uh, people not being able to find employees. There's been a liberation because of this period, uh, that a recognition that you don't have to be, you know, you can break your shackles because you got a little extra money from the Fed. You can move to these cities. I mean, I was down in Florida. I can't tell you how many people. I bumped into a lot. I'd say half dozen executives who all said the same thing. What are you still doing in New York? How would you like to cut your, how much money you make? And it's like, well, I have a show. I mean, I don't think I. We'll be the last men standing, or sitting for that matter. Right. Uh, I but do you give yeah, my thesis that there's just, that maybe it's not the great resignation. Maybe it's the great entrepreneurial It's the great start, flexibility. Of which Shopify yeah. is crucial to that. And then there's a Shopify change. Both good and bad, I think a uh, ten for one, but then a, a curious, David, increase in ownership stake by the founder. Yeah,
3: can you help me there? No, I can't really. Geez, um, they I mean, do update do you their governance the structure to, to say what they uh, they say is going to support long term growth, or continued long term growth, Jim. But it is odd, as you said, sure, ten I'm for see. one split of the of the shares as Stock well. That would be a big difference. And it two. does. This yeah. does preserve uh, the founders' voting power, and which, conceivably, I guess you'd want to do when you do a split like that. But yeah, yeah
2: it goes from thirty-four to forty.
3: Uh, I thought it was curious. I mean, the whole
1: point of Shopify is kind of like a rigorous independence.
3: You know, this I know, is a younger this, state now. Get the younger state Listen, going. you're right. You usually don't want to see these things go in that direction. You yeah. want to see less control, less right. voting control. It becomes a very potentially important. Obviously, can, an activist could then come in or change can happen. You can replace board members. In this case, they say, well, it's going to modernize their governance and allow them to remain mission-driven and merchant-obsessed yeah. while sustaining innovative culture. I, I, I found it. And strengthen the foundation physical. for long-term stewardship by Mr. Do you not know pronounce his last name? Ludkey, a proven leader, has delivered significant shareholder value. Of course, Paul, we never hear from him. We only no, hear, from we Harley. Don't hear from Harley Fickelstein. That, yeah. That's one of the rings I don't like.
1: You know, Carl, I should point out healthcare's been extraordinary. And you know, we can focus on tech over and over and over again. And I think we do focus on tech over and over because of the market caps of these big cap companies. But we're seeing a change to the way it used to be, where you had healthcare be really, really important, banks be really, really important, and tech. So now we see tech, and it's clearly in a bear market. But you know, has anyone watched the drug stocks? They've been amazing. And by the way, there's a big battleground today about, our, about housing, whether we're seeing maybe the peak. Uh, and, and if it's not time, to, I mean, Goldman's saying good things about Fortune brands, uh, some of these companies that go into a house, housing. Well, you look at j and I mean, darn it, that stock's up every day. Pfizer. Pfizer because there's so a recognized that they've got a vaccine. Well, no kidding,
2: David. Also no kidding. Stealing the CFO from Lowe's. Wasn't that well something? David, it's gonna start May 2nd. CFO of Pfizer. know. It.
1: really good. Look, I happen to think these are all very cheap. Pfizer tells a very low multiple, so you deal dealing, now J and breaking up, and that's terrific. And these companies, you know, Amgen is up used, Regeneron's up used, but all we do is we focus on like the seventh-tier semi. And I'm thinking that we are wrong. And what we should really be focusing on is the amazing recovery in pharma and health care.
2: If if you are of the view that rates are topping, which I think you're saying, wouldn't these names be vulnerable as a result?
1: Uh, Theoretically, yes. But uh, there's enough people who genuinely believe that over the next two quarters, these are the guys who won't won't have to cut numbers. And by the way, can I just say, these companies are so good. They're not... You know, they're expensive, some are expensive now, but you're I mean, not, not Pfizer.
3: But I, I look at, David,
1: yes. when you look at uh, like a Moderna, remember Moderna was like
3: twice as, I mean, these things just got crushed. Yeah, Moderna almost had a market cap equal to that of Merck. Now, Merck right. is actually up 16% this year. And from what? And Moderna is down what, David? 40%. But why is Merck up? Because it's a pharmaceutical. There's nothing really
1: clever happening in Merck. How about Mr. Myers? Have you seen that go from... From sixty-six to
3: seventy-six, not a single word out of Mr. Myers. Right. What do you think? It's it's what you're talking about. It's movements in the market as a result of the move up in rates and the desire to own these you, names. You threw me a bone. Yeah, I threw you a, threw me a milk bone. But I'm going to wow. come back at you. On the, I'm going to come back at you on the banks because there but, is one area that I that every time we see a private equity deal of late. Um, it appears the banks are missing from that part of the press release that describes the financing. Toma Bravo? And I nice. mentioned it this morning because we have two deals, somewhat similar. Dotto is being acquired by Pasea for $6.2 billion, uh, and SailPoint is being acquired by Toma Bravo for 6900000000 they billion. billion. They're, they're in similar industries, too. Yeah, SailPoint's too. like a poor man's octa. Okay, poor man's octa, if you want to call it that. But... Uh, Identity security, which they say is the core of cybersecurity, and businesses have realized that to fuel business growth and success, they have to start with identity. Um, but what's interesting here is, let me read to you the the financiers of this sale point. Okay. LBO. By the way, it does come with as you, uh, the Tumble Brava deal. You want to uh, guess? How about Jefferies? No, uh, no a, really. a, a, it's got to go shop, as we often see with these. Uh, who's financing it? Of course, I wrote this down. Do we have that anywhere? Um, it is, where is it, here it is. Um, Golub Capital, Blackstone Credit, and there Al we go. Rock Capital. There we go. All right, really? they're it's the terrific. ones financing. By the way, the, the overall price there, 65.25 a share in cash. That is what they say was a 48% premium to the 90-day uh, volume weighted average price. As for that Dotto deal, the the um, the financiers there, Golub Capital, Blackstone Credit, Jeez. Aries Management, Al Rock, Oak Hill, Carlisle, all financing it. What's missing? The banks. The banks, Jim, this is a very, has been a very profitable area for them. Financing leverage buyouts, financing go private transactions. Um, It usually comes along with significant fee generation um, and profitability. So, banks are not not winning this business as often any longer. These private credit funds, which have raised an enormous amount of money, and can offer yields of four or five percent, let's say, um, to their LPs, uh, have really stepped up to compete. And it's something I pointed out before, it was in the Stamps.com deal that we really got a, a sense on this, but it's now happening every deal. So that's 12 billion of deals today being financed by private credit, no banks in sight.
1: Well, I mean, <laughs> like, Colby, what are they saying?
3: I don't know. I'm not sure what they're saying. Well. It certainly doesn't help the quarter. No. Well, it's new court. Um, And, guys, uh, I did want to also hit a special situation. U.S. Foods, I've been kind of following it a bit. There's been a battle here between a hedge fund right. called Sacem Head, run by a guy named uh, Scott Ferguson, and uh, and that management. Um, they've been back and forth on a settlement. He's been trying to potentially uh, actually replace a majority of the directors. Uh, there's a timeline, a proxy out from U.S. Foods and in it they go on the back and forth in terms of the uh, very recent conversations they've had um, with mr ferguson he re- reiterated on march 30th that um, the company in his opinion had three options sell it to private equity by the end of the year in the event that a sale of the company is not pursued begin an immediate search for a new ceo or uh, if it decides to not pursue those options then he wanted uh control through a majority of the seats in the board. As you might expect, the company was not that interested in, in those. But they did offer this, and I think it's worth noting. The formation of a five-member committee charged with the evaluation of avenues to create shareholder value, which would include both of the second head directors that are uh, that are there. Um, and so they haven't come to a settlement. There doesn't appear to be any potential sale as of yet for U.S. Foods and Prospect, but it was worth mentioning, I thought, Jim, that that they are at least willing to explore strategic alternatives. Just point out the really richest two
1: companies in that business.
3: And Cisco. And Cisco
1: has been a remarkable performer. Uh, And, and by the way, this uh, Hurricane who runs it is really fantastic. So, yeah, U.S. Foods has been left behind by
2: Cisco. Um, airline's not doing too badly. Um, I think it was MKM with a pretty good update of uh, all the negative commentary we've heard about the space last couple weeks. They actually re- raised JetBlue from a sell to neutral. Um, uh, I that was very important. Fair value 13.
1: Well, well, they're talking about, I mean, they're, they're kind of presuming that the deal gets done to some degree, but look, I keep coming back to the strength of the consumer. The consumer's traveling, uh, and it's not just anecdotal, because I'm sure you've been on flights and said it's really full flight. Since, say, but there, uh, I know that Andrew was very upset this morning about some routes being cut back uh, after being these companies being financed by the public. But I, I, I've never really been that, uh, that vociferous in, in saying that you should buy the airlines. But, wow, they're very inexpensive if you believe the travel story. Uh, and I remember when uh, Gary Kelly, former CEO of Southwest, said, if there's a place to go, then we'll start to well, there are many places. This country's open now.
2: Uh, brings to mind a couple notes from B of A today. One's on Disney from Jessica Ehrlich. The other's on our parent, Comcast, referencing leverage in theme parks. I think Orlando, the airport MCO, has cracked into the top ten in this country. Wow.
1: Well, I know that our theme, probably get our meaning, we work for Comcast. Theme parks, David, very rarely get the attention uh, of others, and yet they're jammed.
3: Yeah, theme, theme parks are a very important component, obviously, of Walt Disney, uh, but also of uh, of NBC but Universal. But there's much more runway to
1: put more parks
3: mm-hmm. if uh, NBC Universal wanted to pivot that way.
1: I, to to expand dramatically. Well, only, you think, Really? I mean, a couple you can put them. You know. Yeah, there's what? There's two,
3: right?
1: million. Two. But you could. I mean, there's nothing. Look, there's a Disney a lot in a lot of places, and I mean, what's the matter of keeping? A, why not have a place in Texas? I mean, I know that they're levered to film, but it doesn't have to be. I mean, the fact is, is that people think theme parks are a great pie. They are a little raised in price, but I just think that it's we're under theme parked in this country. <laughs> under theme parks, there's is that something else I got to worry we're about under here. Under theme park, oh, do you like man, that? Under, overstored, Overstored and under, under theme, theme, theme park. I like that. I may use that tonight. Let me write that down. Under theme park. Yeah, under theme park. That's something to go with.
2: Well, Jim, you you mentioned uh, inflation and rates. Um, Some say that tomorrow's CPI print could be historic. Oh, it is. If you do believe it's going to mark some kind of a top.
1: But Well, this is the first time, I think, where the estimates are finally not. Look, the problem is is that the estimates, you'll hear, the estimates are for 6.5. No, I mean, I think maybe the estimates, whoever makes those estimates, uh, it, it, what a clown show. I mean, let's just accept that if this is, if this is eight to nine, there are going to be people who say that's not sustainable. It's going to top. And they're going to look at oil. Uh, I think they're going to look at demand destruction. But okay. the most important thing is cars. Well, you've got
2: used car prices down
1: three straight months. Yeah, and that's it. And that's it. And, of course, that's actually driving down new car prices. Of course, they have semiconductor problems. But used car has been to the bane
2: of the existence. And it would really be something if they peaked. Right another bit from this morning david on freight shipping rates like a 40 sh- foot box from shanghai to la was 12k a few weeks ago now eight
1: what did i tell you about freight you- and the number of drivers see yes. freight is peaking yes you we- would, you you seem to Look askance when no, I, said I wouldn't say
3: that. It was a week ago that we were talking about freight and that note from the previous Friday that pressured so many of the components well, of the then transports. I came back with for the example, Uber freight. Between- and you came back with Leo Ron and you had him on Mad Money. But you were saying the same thing. And then on Friday you noted that downgrade from Bank of America on your uh, Mad Dash. So yes. I would say that I have been paying attention. Okay, I just want to be sure because
1: yeah. I think that if I hear freight being the reason why you didn't do well. You better, like, say, but I think it's going to be better because otherwise it's become an excuse for poor performance, an excuse for bad execution. Well, look
3: what happened to the, right, I like, told yeah, you the market.
1: I told you the market's good except for tech. You didn't listen to me. You said we'd be safe in tech.
3: <laughs> Marathon man? Well, no, it, that's uh, no yeah. witness. Witness, right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Although, is it safe is, a nice is it safe? You know, oh, is, oh yes. hey, is it
3: safe? But now we're talking about two great actors. Yes, we are. Dustin Hoffman and Sir Lawrence Olivier. oil yeah.
2: of clove or something he puts on yes, his Yeah, uh, clove. Yes, uh, yes. fascinating. That, you know, the book is even better, the movie. Is that true? Gold- yeah. Goldman yeah. wrote the book, yeah, right? Yeah, so the book's
3: yeah. fabulous.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh, the other, um, no, we sort of let slip by was uh, AXP, Jim. Uh, J.P. Morgan cuts it to neutral. Compelling fundamental story, now fully reflected in the multiple, uh, since we're talking about consumer spend.
1: Oh, I thought that was such a fatuous downgrade. Steve Squire is doing a great job. People are traveling like mad. T&E coming back. He's talking about the internal, and the, you work on Monday and Friday, and you have to head back to the central office. But it's killing it. I would actually be a, you know, you wait till the end yeah. of the day, but I would be a buyer, not a seller of Express, because that company is levered to what I think is the best, story out there, which is the,
3: the uh, consumer, not the enterprise. Right. Um, guys, just to come back to what we started the program with today, Twitter shares are up. It looked like they might be down, but now they're up over 2%. Again, trying to good luck trying to figure out what Elon Musk is thinking. Uh, it is not the easiest... But it was weak, so weak at 4 a.m. And yet so much of this has been shared on Twitter, uh, the back and forth between uh, the company and, uh, and Mr. Musk. My understanding is the communications that he has had with the company, which did begin, began some time ago, were with uh, CEO, uh, Paraga, and then as well, Brett Taylor, who's the company's chairman, as right. you'd expect. He's Co-CEO um, of Salesforce. Right, now, he's they, Co-CEO can't Salesforce. We just maybe, right now, he's just the largest single shareholder I mean, of the company. He filed a D that indicated he might buy more, he might sell. But it, Nothing it, it, of, he, of he was great limited to 15. There. So tell us, Say describe again, the
1: viewers at home. He's no what, longer what bound he, no, by was, any. So what can you do? Can you buy 20? Yeah, well,
3: yeah, I mean, I, yeah. He's no longer bound by, by, uh, by any agreement as a result of having. Then so maybe he's in the right board. now. He could be. He could be. He could be increasing his stake. We don't know. Is the homeless. We will know should, fairly quickly because if he does increase his stake by at least 1%, he's got to update his 13D uh, in a timely manner. Of course, we spent plenty of time talking about his failure to have done that previously and, in fact, filed the wrong form. A G, which indicated a passive stake. This never was passive. Certainly doesn't seem it now but as for understanding his intentions here, very difficult to do so. Um, incredible. I, it's an incredible story because, you, wait, I mean, most
1: of the time when people join boards, Carl, it's like, okay, pro forma, not this guy. Not this guy. I mean, maybe they didn't want to serve. Maybe they told me he had to go to the meetings. Can you imagine? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was <laughs> contingent on a background check. <laughs> he, he had a
2: code As said,
3: he spent a lot of money of his of his liquid. He's enormously wealthy, but if his liquid funds, there's a lot of it, is now in Twitter. Well, let's see what
2: happens. I wouldn't sell Twitter. Yeah. Uh, by the way, got uh, Warner Brothers Discovery uh, now open, up about uh, 2% here. That's incredible. Ticker WBD. Uh, quick reminder here, you can always get in on the CNBC Investing Club with Kramer. Sign up and find out more at cnbc.com slash join the club. Or, as always, use the QR code on your screen. Before we go to break, uh, let's take a look at treasuries and bonds. As we said, the 10-year did get at 276 this morning. Uh, as we get some action on the long end today, that's the real story. We'll be right back. That Shanghai lockdown drawing more attention to uh, Chinese makers of EVs. NIO, of course, uh, going to suspend some production, uh, trying to uh, hike some prices, but shares down about 5% as we're getting some broad-based weakness out of the uh, China vehicle sales for the month of March, down about 11%. We'll get stopped stop trading with Jim in a moment.
1: To the gym and stop trading. I want to reference a small piece of research from Truist Marathon Oil meeting highlights continued strong recovery of capital. We just say this because if the oils go down today off the price of crude, I want you to buy them. I want you to buy them because these companies are not stopping. They are keeping with their discipline. They've never done this before, and it's a remarkable thing. So don't get dissuaded by the price of crude. They're a great place to be.
2: We did get a pretty good uptick on Friday of Baker Hughes' uh, rig
1: count. That's what I'm saying. They want to drill more because they're finally, they feel like they can make a ton of money. And uh, Rusty Brazil was on from uh, RBN. They're still talking about $30. Is the average price? So think about what they're making, and a lot of their uh, a lot of their hedges are coming off. This is the group to buy if you think you want if you want value.
2: How about tonight? Okay, I've got Matt, Matt Boss. Boss. He had his
1: great, uh, really great conference last week, and he's going to surprise you with the positive nature of the consumer, whether it be the TJXs of the world or whether it be the major uh, department stores. But certainly people have to recognize that he thinks the consumer is alive and well, and I really think that adds to another group that's positive. And
2: don't forget, Defense is very positive. I like Raytheon. So there's a lot to like, except for tech. Did you uh, see the Barron's piece where Costco is rivaling Amazon as the most amazing, richly valued
1: retailer? Amazing. Costco. The is interesting Costco. The highest paid of people. Amazon struggling to not unionize. By the way, Howard Schultz back with a vengeance, having meetings. Doesn't want to do TV. But, uh, certainly no buyback. I think it's you know, was it, that was a wave of of uh, basically a okay. We're done giving it to the rich. It's Robin Hood. Robin Hood. <laughs> How it is Robin Hood. Yeah,
3: well, Robin Hood's not doing so well. Though. No, that's different Robin Hood. Yeah,
2: Jim. We'll see you at six. Uh, I love money. this show. It's the best. It yes. actually, literally, is the best. <laughs> You've been listening to the
1: opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street.
0: Earning your degree online doesn't mean you have to go about it alone. At Capella University, we're here to support you when you're ready. From enrollment counselors who get to know you and your goals, to academic coaches who can help you form a plan to stay on track. We care about your success and are dedicated to helping you pursue your goals. Going back to school is a big step, but having support at every step of your academic journey can make a big difference. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.